boss level is a 2021 American science fiction action film directed by Joe Carnahan, who's responsible responsible for things like smoking aces, stuff like that. Uh, it's described as Groundhog Day as an action movie inspired by video game rules. It stars Frank, Turkey Neck, Grillo, Naomi, I'm getting too old for this shit, Watts, Mel, blame it on the Jews, Gibson, and some other people. <laughs> Grillo is a retired special forces soldier who tries to escape a never-ending time loop that results uh, keeps keeps resulting in his death. Uh, in 2018, Entertainment Studios Motion Pictures acquired the US distribution rights to the film. It was scheduled to be released, blah, 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 but it missed its release date. Uh, and then, then Entertainment Studios dropped the film and the rights were acquired but in an eight-figure deal by Hulu, which was later revealed to be worth almost $12 million. Uh, I think it cost $40 million. Then they sold it for $12 million. Uh, and then... Uh, then Bloomhouse Productions sued the producers of the film for breach of contra- contract. They asserted they bought the film to recut the film after the original version failed to secure distribution but had not been compensated for their work. Then Bloomhouse sued Hulu for continuing to stream the cut of the film after being sent multiple cease and desist notices. Yeah, $45 million. It was made hmm. for. So... Yeah, made forty five million. I sold it for twelve. Wonder if there's all other fi- things to that deal. This film has more like entertaining backstory than I even would have thought of before or after watching it. Sounds like the drama happened behind the camera and didn't quite make it to the screen, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, I hey. thought it had plenty of drama on screen. We've got one more bit to get through. Rotten Tomatoes. Do it then and uh, shut up. The film has an approval rating of 74%. Uh, fucking Rotten Tomatoes just shames itself once again. Uh, with an average rating of 6.5 out of 10. Sites critics consensus reads, boss level powers up the increasingly crowded time loop genre with a gleefully, gleefully over-the-top science fiction action thriller that revels in its own excess. Metacritics gave it a 56 out of 100, indicating mixed or average reviews. <sighs> Brad, you obviously love this film. Daniel, I left my brain at the door when I switched it on and I quite enjoyed the ride, to be honest. I am a fan of, I mean, you can't talk about this film without referencing Groundhog Day, right? Classic. Future episode. But Seen it once and I can barely remember it, to be honest. Oh, my God. We're totally doing it then. It's Bill Murray at his finest. Uh, boss level, boss level, boss level. Yeah, look, I I want to say I enjoyed the style. It was over the top. The lead actor was handsome. Naomi Watts still looks not a day over 31. Did you pick this I because don't. it's got Naomi Watts in it? 
I I picked it probably much like you did when we did um, the one that started with B, the um, black guy fugitive. Uh, Bennett, <laughs> is that it? Bennett. <laughs> and and uh, I've you know what are we going to watch? I flicked on Netflix and there it was at the top, and so we did that one. And I was pleasantly surprised. I put it on. And I enjoyed it while I was eating my snacks. And I got tired of it in the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, I suppose. It kind of went off the rails. It should have just been the the action gaming premise all the way to the end. He kills the boss. That's the end, you know? Like, you've beaten the boss level. But it threw in all the kid shit and... And oh. and the saving the girl and didn't need it. Yeah, for me, like when they talk about the excess of the action and stuff, like there was a the action was pretty weak. I thought, like what? There wasn't a whole hell of a lot. It of, was glorious fun. Not really. Well, there the was thing, helicopters you know what, you know shooting destroys. out bedrooms and stabbings and beheadings you know and gunfights. Uh, you know what ruined this film for me is the whole groundhog premise because where's the danger? He's just got you can't kill him, he's just gonna wake up again. Yeah, but like, he was trying no to like threat. there wasn't there was none, but he had a job to do and he had to keep working his way towards that and he had to solve the riddle of the time repeating. In order to get further in, but he he used to always, I think, in the start of the film, it was just about getting to the bar so he could get really drunk because he'd never gotten past that that time. Remember, it was like eleven thirty or whatever. He'd always go to the bar, drink himself stupid. Bad guys would all come and kill him, and then what did he do? Something made him last a little bit longer. He went to see his son or something. He went and he lived a bit longer. To the skateboard park. And then yeah, he realized that find him. he lived so long because he was in the metal shielding of the, yeah, the, uh, the, tracker. the coffee shop the tracker was didn't work. blocking the tracker and then being underground and underneath the concrete, they couldn't find him because of the tracker too. And then he found his tooth. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so, it was all very well done up to that point. Oh, my gosh. Well, Okay, here's here's my honest. Sorry, it wasn't opinion. fucking highbrow for you, Mister Metallica's Black Album. Uh, so the thing thing for me is like, there's a couple of really bad signs for me when I'm watching a movie early uh-huh. on. If these things happen, uh-huh. I'm like, oh no, we're in trouble. Uh-huh. Um, one is when a film starts cutting back and forth to, um, they start explaining stuff and then they go. We need to go back to last week and explain this bit, and then they pop back a week, and then they pop back to the present, and then they say, we need to go talk about six months ago, and they go back six months ago. And when it starts uh-huh. hopping through time like that, uh, case in point would be Birds of Prey. <laughs> Have you seen I that? I never saw Birds of uh, Prey. Oh, my God. You just like what? just met the story up. Anyway, so that's a bad sign for me. The other bad <laughs> sign for me is when, the exposition came on and I thought, okay, that's the style of the film. We've got voiceover explaining who I am when I wake up and what's going on. 
But then it just kept going and going and going and needlessly going. And it's like reading a book after a while. And I, I, I thought, oh, this is just terrible, terrible. You can't, can't you just watch a film and not analyze it, Mr. I'm a film guy guy? <laughs> no. But I have to say, when it started getting into, it, it surprised me because it did have a bit more depth when it started getting into his relationship with his son and the failures of his life and repeating and trying and correct the past and getting a do-over thing. It started getting better for me. I was like, there's more depth to this than I was led to believe at the beginning. I started warming See- up to it. It was the depth that pulled me out of it. It was seemed all artificial. I just wanted a fluff piece, $45 million action film where handsome, muscular man hunts down gruff, rough and ready Mal Gibson. That's all I wanted. Lots of violence and quick editing and music and coolness and leather jackets, not little boys and love and... A little bit of side boob. Was there side boob? Don't no, I don't think boob. there was. Well, nah. maybe that dental assistant in bed. Did we get a bit of side nah. boob? Nah, she was fully clothed. How if does this that was an eight, Like if this was an 80s film, there would have been three girls in the bed with them completely topless. He was a handsome man though, wasn't he? Got his shirt off at every oh. opportunity. I have no idea who he is. I've never seen him before, and I thought he seems like a action leading man in a direct to video way. I thought he did a fine job. Like he 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 acted the part well. Looked like an action yeah. hero. Looked like he was chiseled that, out of marble. That's that's he all. He was an Adonis of a man. Yeah, absolutely. His job. He, he, his acting then, was enough. Absolutely. Action film, you know, $40 million budget sold for $12 million. But do you think Mel Gibson had anything to do with the film failing? No, I mean, you got the pandemics and all those million things. And that Joe Carnahan, all those other films, like I don't think they've all been huge hits. It's all pretty um, B-movie kind of schlock. But um, were you pleasantly happy to see Mel back in a on a on screen? Uh, I I I make fun of Mel, but I love Mel. I think I love Mel as a director. Mel's amazing. Uh, there's a little known film. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Braveheart, fantastic, fantastic movie. Love Piece Braveheart. Of shit. Love Braveheart. I would rather English. watch the Titanic than fucking Braveheart. That's, a, that's another brilliant film. But yeah, half Scottish and half English. Braveheart, I just love that film. And then and then Apocalypto. Oh, so good. And and if you haven't, have you seen Hamburger Hill? No. Oh, that film's amazing. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Uh, there's there's a it... South Park joke when they they brought South Park, uh, Mel Gibson onto an episode of South Park once, and Mel Gibson's blah, 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 absolutely batshit crazy, and they need him to solve this riddle of story, 
and Mel Gibson just spurts out like, well, if this character does this, and then this character this, and the theme of the story is this, and blah, blah, blah. He unravels the whole mystery, and there's this joke at the end there, go, say what you want about Mel Gibson, the man knows story. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's I, I, true. I, I, I recommend people check that out. Hilarious. But it was complete, as a director, he's amazing. As an actor, I've never been impressed with him. Like He's a good actor, but he's not a great actor. And, and he's been in some great films and had some great roles, but like uh, there's a lot of films like, what do women want? Like, who cares what women want? <laughs> What's his and other great film? This is why you're not married. Lethal Weapon? Um, yeah, yuck. Throw it out. Yeah, well, that's. Oh, like, come oh, on. Right. Lethal Weapon 1, 2, 3, 4, ongoing classics. And uh, Mad, Mad Max is brilliant in Mad Max 2. He doesn't talk at all. He's brilliant. Ransom. Yeah, he's great, Mad Max. I remember Ransom enjoying Ransom back in the day. Previous episode, Ron Howard w- making a directorial stab with Mel Gibson, and that was great at the time. I haven't watched it since, but I've never <gasps> been great. Signs. Signs, I'd say, would be his finest acting moment. I think he was great in that. Swing away, Josephine, swing away. I don't remember what her name is. You've misgendered. Um. Yeah, uh, I think I think this this suffered a little from trying to be Tarantino esque with all the the exposition. Your dog's going nuts. It is. Yeah, deal with it. Uh, podcast world. I have a dog. Tarantino esque, where they try to have the big long conversations, and I got bored through all the dialogue stuff. I, I switched off completely during the dialogue stuff. What dialogue think- stuff? I, I remember like a few bits in the diner, but nothing, um, nothing too when wordy. It-, it was pretty like fast paced, I found, except for when. Naomi Watts and Mel Gibson were on screen. There was like a big scene, a storytelling scene where Mel like walks around the couch. They could have cut that whole fucking thing out. <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime Naomi Watts was on screen, I lost interest completely, to be honest. Mm. Like all of her scenes. Yeah. I just kept thinking about Mulholland Drive. She's good in that. They should have got the other chick from Mulholland Drive. They could have put any chick in it. I think Naomi Watts was just like, give me part of that 14 mil. I need a paycheck. Sign me yeah. up. Yeah, she is one of those actresses that, you know, hasn't met a chick she didn't like. <laughs> uh, What's her biggest film? I can't think of anything like really big that she was in. Oh, she, King Kong. That's she's right. in about she's 90 in films a year that are all terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, so what, what was it about? Did you get what was happening? Like, you know what happened at uh, the end and all that? No, it was just one of those like ambiguous endings. Couldn't think of how to finish it. I kind of like that he, you know, he figured it all out and beat the timeline and went back and saved her, I guess, to finish it. They could have just finished it there and she went flick and switch the machine off, and then the timeline continues. That would have been a fine ending, but it was, no, you know, that no, you super... you didn't follow the movie at all, did you? Vague sci-fi 
get back you in the You didn't follow the story at all. I had to white. I, I read, enjoyed the Tarantino. You don't know what you're about. Shut up. Oh, I'm not a film critic. He was yeah, I'm not a film buff. No, I had to, I went and read what happened at the end because I couldn't be bothered listening to the dialogue at the time when I was watching. You it. couldn't figure it out. <laughs> no, it was, I couldn't figure it out because I couldn't be bothered listening to it. But yeah, so he has to go back and repeat the whole day with the machine destroyed and not die, and redo the whole thing to get back to the beginning, and then they they cut it out. What? That's not yeah. what happened at all. He has to do it all again, so we don't know if he's no, succeeded he or not. He beat it. No, he and didn't. They said, I don't know. They said, I don't no, know what's going to happen because the machine when you go is back there. there. They're going to keep looping again and again, so he has to destroy the machine. No, because he go through that, it was save her. His particles, his particles went into the machine, and then they said, as soon as you put your particles back in, it should stop it. But we don't know. And then he walks in, and it fades to white, and that's the end. No, he goes into the machine to go back to the no, he doesn't again and go through. Oh my god, he, Brad! He goes, he goes into the machine to end the time loop. No, he's going into the yeah. He goes no into the machine and goes back to the beginning, and she destroys no, the time machine, and he has to do it again. No, not at all. You better watch it again, Dan. You did this to yourself. No, I, I've read the things online. I watched the I watched the video. You did your own research. Boss level explained. <laughs> and and at the time when I watched it, I kind of went, "Hey, what's he doing? He's going back again. He's got to do it again from the start. What's happening?" And then I, I was because yeah, so that's what happened. No, you're just a simpleton. Oh my god, Brad. What you need? It's, what are they is... say? Argue with a the fool. They just beat you with the experience and drag you down to their level. That's right. No, that's right. That's what you're doing to me right now. <laughs> oh, you just me. need a strong pair of meat curtains, and then you'll be happier. Meat curtains? Mm, it's it's the new term I learned for vaginas. <laughs> I've brought this down a whole pig. (laughs) I think this is our worst episode. (laughs) I would have liked to see, like, there were bits I thought were cleverer when he was getting smarter, like when he found the tracking device and he used that as a trap to draw the other guys in and and kill them. That hit me. Yeah. But, I mean, he did that all the way through. He figured out each little thing bit by bit methodically. Which I appreciated. And then even when he got into the boss house, it was like kept dying in the elevator or something. And that worked. He had to keep tweaking it. But what didn't work within the system, because it kept showing, you know how it showed um, it was either day one or, you know, attempt 22 or whatever it was. When he, he was like, oh, he got up to the level and he fought, Orenishi or whatever the sword chick's name was. And he dies there and he's like, oh, that's right. I conveniently heard earlier in this film that the lady that sits down in the cafe is a sword fighting specialist. So he goes and meets her and goes, I need to learn how to sword fight. And it goes, day 41. 
and he starts learning how to sword fight. And then he goes, day 42, and he's a little bit better. 43, he's a bit better. I think it gives him 10 sessions, right? 10 afternoons with the sword lady, and he's a master swordsman. I'm calling bullshit on that one. Oh. I can suspend my disbelief only so much. You cannot become a master swordsman in 10 afternoons. Did that ruin the film for you? <laughs> Above no, it didn't else. ruin the film. It didn't ruin Helicopters the film. With it was just... guns outside your window. That was fine. I like that. And... It was like the Matrix. But the, yeah, the, the sword thing made me go, nah, you couldn't possibly do that in 10 afternoons. But you can pull out your own tooth with some pliers. Absolutely. I said meat yeah, curtains, was, and now you're was, speechless. That was like when, yeah, I was like when he pulled out a tracking device, and then he had to he had to crack his tooth open and find a metal tracking device and get a guy to confirm for him that it was a tracking device. You still there? I'm still here. My battery. Yeah, he's got to get a scientist to confirm. I've got a tracking device. Though that was a bit silly. Well, you never know. It might just be a specialist dental implant. Who knows these days? I don't think it was as funny as it could have been. Like, well, I don't think none of the jokes really landed for me. You could have done it with um, Chris Rock or Will Smith. Instead of another handsome white man, right? Is that what you're saying? Chris Rock? Hey, I'm stuck in the same day again. That's not Chris Rock. Who's that guy from? Chris uh, Tucker. Yeah, that's right. That's just another black Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Straight to ear. what you mean is that you were really pleased with the diversity in this film. There was a lot of Asian look, actors. To me, and all, and Chris, all Chris's look the same. Been even better. And all black people. All Chris's Chris. look the same, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Should have been Dave Chappelle. <laughs> He's pretty buff now. <sighs> Should have been Dave Chappelle. So anyway, what was Mel Gibson? He he what he created the time machine, so he's going to take over the world by going back in time and changing the past. That was the general gist of it, wasn't it? He was the good guy. Mel he Gibson. wanted to be, didn't he? He wanted to go back in time and stop all the bad things happening. Yeah, Hitler and stuff was mentioned, wasn't it? I'm sure it was, because that's who Mel Gibson would want to go back and. Um, stop. Right. Because so, of Mal's love for the juice. Yeah. He <laughs> would have stopped things a, <laughs> a bit later <laughs> than you'd expect. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's yeah. just a few million later. Just delay the invasion slightly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I, I think it's like, it go, so go back in time to fix stuff. Like, 
To me, to, to me uh, the problem I've always had with that, that just oversimplifies things. Like if we do this one thing, that fixes everything. You go back in time, if we just kill Hitler, that fixes everything, right? But it's like, you know, realize that Hitler was, it, it was kind of like, you know, what, what do they call it? It's like a culmination of a lot of things happening and the, the spark that sets it off is a person like Hitler. But it's not like Hitler's the one who is responsible for everything. You get well, like, I think he had a lot to do with it. No, well, he was. No, you think Hitler got people to the cause because there was a lot of unemployment. There I mean, was a lot well, of immigration. Are you defending and downplaying Hitler here, Dan? Is that the angle you're going for? I'm not defending Hitler. I'm just sort of saying he was a figurehead of a larger thing. Like it was, it, he was the leader of the National Socialist Party. You know, mm. if you take out Hitler, another, you know, the, the the snake grows another head. That's what I'm sort of saying. Mm. So like but trying it, to go back it, and kill one thing to fix everything, it's kind of like you just get an alternate version, not actually changed oh, sure. the past, really. But it's like if you went back and did something good, like instead of killing somebody, let's say you saved Kennedy or you stopped John Lennon being shot, right, the ramifications of that happening would completely change everything. You know, let's say Kennedy's not shot, well, then maybe the Vietnam War doesn't happen, right? Or you don't kill John Lennon, maybe maybe 9-11 doesn't happen. and that. You know that make that make big societal changes. I don't know where I'm going with that, but if I was in a time loop, I could say that again and better and have a point. But if you had a time machine, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? Would that change the world and make it a better place, or would you do something else with it? Like in the end, we won. Correct. It was defeated. So, but what if you were a German that followed Hitler's beliefs? Would you go back in time and have him win? Yeah, because he lost. <laughs> so why go back and fix something that it worked out all right in the end anyway? <laughs> mm. I mean, but did but did it work out all right in the end? Because if it had gone different and he you know, uh, and let's say, Kenneth, let's get rid of Hitler because I don't like talking about Hitler because I don't know enough about it. He was bad. Gas chambers. Save Kennedy. Does that mean no COVID? Right? Something small like that. Does that, yeah. way back then, does that change the shit things about now? Thing is, to get a time machine going, you kind of got to be a real Mel Gibson's character's got to be a real smart dude with a lot of money. If you go and change the past, you might screw that up. Like, you might, yeah, might have become a bum. Like, that's right. You might not even be born. I guess my point is like the villain with a dumb plan. (laughs) And you're a billionaire already. Why do you want to change the past? Like, you're already like things are already all right right for you. Like what do you but want maybe to get out of life? You're like Jeff Bezos and stuff. You just get bored, so you're going to go to space. But hey, I'm going to build a time machine instead of going to space.
Oh, you froze. Oh, I just think it was Uh-oh. a dumb plan. <laughs> no, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. Well, the, the, the villain has a silly plan. I don't know. It had more depth than I thought it was going to have, but then I got bored anyway, and the action wasn't that actiony. And Stop clicking no your fucking can. There's no consequence to anything because he just, yeah, he dies, he wakes up again. So it's, yeah. And uh, not nearly enough side boob that I can remember. Nothing that exciting anyway. It needed full frontal boob and perhaps a casual um, front bum. It's kind of film I need full frontal nudity to really Mm. enjoy. Yeah. Big 80s bush. Hmm. Remember, like, mm. Conan the Barbarian? Oh, absolutely. And there's that wolf lady gets in the tent mm-hmm. there, and it's all like, Rawr! you need scenes like that, films like this. Something titillating. Yeah. I mean, you're appealing it to needed, an audience with a lower the, IQ on these films. The lady so. he went to bed with, the, the dental assistant, needed to be yeah. naked every time he woke up in the morning. And then it's just repeated shots of her. It needed to be Roadhouse. You know Roadhouse? You just get full boob action in that film. It needed to be Time Cop with Van Damme's butthole in it. Does it? (laughs) It does. You can see all the way to the moon and back. (laughs) They knew what they were doing in the 80s. They did. They knew what we as red-blooded men needed to see. Yeah. The put down Roadhouse is one of the greatest films ever made. You got Patrick Swayze, you got the Jeff Healy band, mm-hmm. you got Sam Elliott with a big mustache, mm-hmm. Kelly Lynch mm-hmm. and the big boobs. You're not you're not telling me anything new, Dan. Roadhouse yeah, is top ten. But in a movie for dummies, like a B movie, like you need to go that whole hog and get boobies mm. and you know. Yeah. You need to play, you're making a film for our baser instincts. It's action and adrenaline. And what goes well with action and adrenaline? This is a bit PG-13 for me. The film? Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty soft. lightly rated. Well, for a film with decapitations and lots of blood, it's very light on skin. Yeah. It's like once upon yeah. a time in Hollywood, you need that scene when you're smashing a girl's face into a phone <laughs> and cracking it apart and setting them in fight with a flamethrower and just go, you got to go for it, you know? You know like, right. This felt a bit muted and a bit lightweight along the way. It did. For would you watch it again and what are you rating it? I would never watch it again, and I'd give it three mm-hmm. and a half cat meows, maybe. I would never watch it again, but I'd give it a, if you're into some Friday night action with some popcorn, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Mm. So what would you pair this one with? Oh, bargain bin? Feature. Damn. Yeah. Maybe Groundhog Day? Why not? Keep it simple. Keep the time loops in going. Nah! Or... Yeah, this, and then you want a thinking man's film, but it's still dumb, so butterfly effect. Remember that Aston Kutcher thing? You're going to put Aston Kutcher in the thinking man's realm. 
No, no, as in this was a an action movie for um like, you know, dummies. <laughs> so I'm putting another sort of time jumpy film for dummies in there. So I'm going with Butterfly Effect. And let's be honest, Aston Kutcher needs all the help he can get at the moment. So this will help his Google responses. I'm sure he is. He's a billionaire investor. And he's, um, oh, wow. Good on you, Ashton. Yeah, I, I would pair this with Roadhouse because if you're a dummy into, you know, if your IQ is sub 80 and you're looking for something that doesn't challenge you, get Roadhouse and you should see how it's done. Like, amazing stuff. Roadhouse. Thanks for listening to Pointless and Confused. We believe there's a little thing where you can send a tip if you yep. want. We have no idea how it works. We need cash. Yeah. For whores. And Vegemite. Yeah. And what Good day. No. Oh, right. Tell them the other thing. Oh, what was the other thing? Subscription. Um, oh, look, you could you could subscribe if you want to, if you want to hear the sound of our sweet, sweet voices in your ear. Whenever a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, we're not sure how you do that either, but you'll figure it uh, out. Oh, well, we're new to this. Come on, you guys. <laughs>